0: hey y'all and welcome to the anxious it girl podcast the podcast for the girls who know their worth and know who they are but just can't seem to control their anxiety i am your host akira horn i'm going to be teaching you how to manage your anxiety through nutrition and lifestyle tips so if you want to learn how to be more confident more intuitive and more authentic and just how to be that bitch take notes and stay tuned Hey y'all and welcome back to the Anxious It Girl podcast. Today I wanted to talk about mental health in a foreign household along with some tips as to how you can manage your mental health and basically take care of yourself while living in a foreign household that may not believe in mental health. This isn't to discredit people that do not come from foreign households because I'm sure every, not every family, but a lot of families deal with mental health issues regardless of where they're from. But for my first gen adults now or kids who come from foreign households, if you know, you guys fucking know. Disclaimer, I'm not a therapist, social worker, or anything like that. I'm a dietitian, so I'm just sharing general self-care and wellness tips and advice. So, to get into this topic, being a first-gen kid is really not for the fucking week. Like, (laughs) it's so funny. It's Well, actually, it's not funny, but it's not for the week. And, Growing up as a first generation Caribbean child, there was a lot of stigma around mental health, not necessarily from my family, but I've seen it in extended family members and friends that are also um, of West Indian descent and also from friends who are from other foreign households. And a lot of my best friends growing up are all from different culture. I've had friends from Hispanic cultures, Arab cultures, um... Indian, Persian, bas- like honestly a lot, African. Um, so I've been exposed to a lot of different cultures. And one of the main common denominators is the lack of care for mental health growing up in these households. And today I was talking with one of my really good friends and she was telling me how one of her relatives pissed her off very badly because my friend is in nursing school and her relative, I'm not going to, disclose like who it was or anything like that but was basically bashing her and shitting on her for not being able to go to work because she had to do something for her classes and when it comes to these situations so a lot of our relatives especially older people have never even been in the programs that we are now in, or they never even been to school. So, well, not school in general, but actually that could apply. Some of them have probably never been to school, or they may not have been able to go to college because of life circumstances. So a lot of them do not realize the depths of how stressful school can be and how draining it is on our mental health not just college but especially grad school programs master's programs phds or a specific um field such as like respiratory therapists speech pathology any med school like business um what else engineering just very high demand well actually no shade to business people their schooling really is not that hard compared to um science people it's no offense but basically anyone in the science field you guys know how stressful school can be and from what i've seen and heard from tiktok and from my friend nursing school is literally like a jail so it can be very hard to deal with school and also things in your personal life and this specific relative was basically trying to call her a bum for calling out of work because she had to go do something for school and my friend was very upset about it. And we were just talking about how um, these Caribbean parents and adults have no filter when it comes to their mouth sometimes and can honestly give a fuck less about your mental health and they'll say things and judge things from the outside looking in without ever even knowing what's really going on on the inside and without even ever having the experience of what you're going through. They just assume that and we've all heard this before how our parents will say I used to walk 10 miles to school up a hill with a 10 pound backpack and a basket on my head and like just some crazy ass shit that they used to go through growing up. So a lot of them will see us as very privileged and very spoiled and they would automatically assume that our lives were easier than theirs because of what they've been through, which for the most part, usually our lives were a lot easier than theirs, but at the same time, everyone deals, well for the most part, everyone deals with mental health issues. It's just the fact that the only difference is the older generation never dealt with it or even thought about it versus today's generation where we're all thinking about it. We're putting it into action by taking steps to heal ourselves through therapeutic services such as therapy, journaling, like working out, and other things that can help us with our mental health. So they don't the older generation doesn't really take mental health things seriously and i'm speaking for some of them not all of them of course another thing that we have to keep in mind is that obviously this is not an excuse if you are dealing with relatives that are treating you like shit or are putting your brain through traumatic situations and stress from trauma and stuff like that but a lot of the older generation come with a lot of trauma and baggage and a lot of what we don't even know or may not have even heard of a lot of our relatives and older people that we know that come from different countries dealt with a lot of abuse, physically, mentally, emotional, emotionally, sexual abuse. And a lot of them were forced to suppress their feelings because they were not allowed to have a voice or to speak up or else they would get shamed or beaten and just basically closed off from even voicing their emotions. Some of our relatives have lived through wars their countries being bombed, their houses and homes being destroyed, their businesses being destroyed. They may have lost relatives and never received the justice for it. Some of them may have been displaced due to environmental disasters such as tsunamis, hurricanes, tornadoes, things like that. So for the most part they have been through a lot of shit and a lot of shit that we fortunately did not have to go through. And also back in the day, a lot of our older relatives had a lot of siblings. So for a parent to be, well, for a parent to have more than two to three kids, basically having like five to 10 kids at a time, A lot of them were not really concerned about meeting the emotional needs of all 10 other kids. What they were mostly concerned about was getting money and putting food on the table for all of those kids. So a lot of these older generation people were working very long hours and not really being able to connect with their kids on a deeper level. And obviously some did. And if they did, that's very great for those kids and their families. But for the most part, there is a lot of generational trauma in foreign households, especially within Caribbean households. And- Another trend that happens is that usually if the parent is not physically there and they can tend to be emotionally neglectful, usually one of the kids, specifically the older child, would take on more of the parental role, which basically lets them, not lets them, but basically removes them from their childhood and steps them into adulthood way earlier than they were supposed to. And this can cause a lot of trauma for those kids as well. With that being said, a lot of our relatives that come from foreign households that have dealt with a lot of trauma, they will typically not be emotionally intelligent or have absolutely zero idea on how to process or regulate their own emotions. So this can be seen as narcissism, um, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. A lot of our relatives have undiagnosed mental health issues that they never addressed and they probably will never take it seriously enough to get it addressed. And besides even possibly having undiagnosed mental health issues, even if they're just emotionally dysregulated and don't know how to process their emotions, a lot of them are going to project onto their kids by basically just lashing out on them for something that they may see on the outside, but is not necessarily true. So in regards to her relative was lashing out on her, projecting onto her, basically saying all these things to her about calling out of work and how she's irresponsible, which my friend is literally the complete opposite of being irresponsible. Like she is the last person that is ever responsible or reckless. She takes working in school very seriously. But because they see that we are, quote unquote, more privileged than they were, a lot of them may be jealous of us. They may be projecting onto us because they wish that they got the opportunity that we did. And they do not have. And this is because a lot of them basically grew up in survival mode, which I mentioned in the previous episode. So, survival mode is basically just you living in flight or fight mode, and all you care about is just surviving, literally. So, all you're concerned about is making money, having shelter, and providing food for yourself and for your other relatives. So, when it comes to this, typically, emotions are going to be neglected because the parent is never home to really, like I mentioned before, have a deeper connection with their kid, or they just simply do not have time or do not care to process emotions because they have a way other more quote-unquote important shit to be dealing with. And usually for a lot of these relatives, their ego takes over anything, Their ego and pride completely takes over any type of emotional intelligence that they have or may even want to feel. So a lot of them simply just do not believe in apologizing or um, acknowledging their hurtful actions because they were neglected as a kid and their parents' ego got in the way of apologizing. So same thing for them. Their ego is in a way of apologizing or acknowledging where they went wrong so they would rather just for the most part do whatever they want to you whether it's verbally abuse you physically mentally emotionally sexually abuse you and force you to suppress it and keep it pushing because they don't know how to deal with their emotions and they simply just don't care whether you deal with your emotions or not all they really care about is their own emotion and for a lot of us this can cause a very dysregulated nervous system which can cause diseases in the future there's been studies that show that people well not people but women that grew up in very chaotic environments where their nervous system was very dysregulated um now most likely have pcos and these environments that are very high stress where you're always in fight or fight can cause other diseases such as cancer it can have um, an increased risk for heart disease obesity disordered eating IBS and other stomach issues, mental health issues such as anxiety and depression, OCD, agoraphobia, which is the fear of going outside, panic disorder. And as we know, stress is one of the number one causes of diseases because disease starts in the gut, basically. So when your gut is not being taken care of, your nervous system is very dysregulated, you're living in fight or fight mode, this can have. impact on your stress hormones and when your stress hormones are impacted it can cause other hormones to be out of whack and basically that's when diseases can start because also of the inflammatory response of the dysregulation of your stress hormones and other hormones so basically just your hormones being in balance is what's mainly going to cause you these diseases and if you live in a foreign household where your mental health is neglected you have to keep in mind that if our older relatives never knew how to heal or knew any better, then they're not going to be able to provide us the environment that we need to heal and thrive. And they're never going to know any better unless they choose to, which oftentimes a lot of them don't care to change their ways because they've been living for so long the same way. So for them, it's like, what's the point of changing now if I lived majority of my life this way? And change does not come easy for a lot of people, especially because, as I mentioned before, ego and pride gets in the way of emotional vulnerability. So a lot of them simply just do not want to change their ways because they don't want to be seen as weak or vulnerable because a lot of them, when their walls were down, someone went right in and hurt them and they had to put their walls back up or they had to just keep pushing through life no matter what because they had no other choice because they were in survival mode. And this is what causes that generational trauma cycle where they've been through trauma, they never processed it and knew how to deal with this, so now they bring it on to us. And what was very prominent in Caribbean households were beatings. I never got beat that much. My parents were not the biggest beaters, but they grew up getting beat a lot and a lot of the older Caribbean people got beat really bad. It was basically abuse, but it was quote-unquote hidden as discipline. But a lot of them were beat with belts, wires, sticks, cutlass, which is a machete, ropes. And I've heard of some crazy ways that older people have gotten beaten. Being forced to stay on their knees with their hands under their knees for hours. I've heard of people being forced to stand on one leg squatting for an hour. I've just heard of some crazy shit. I've heard of people getting punched in the face, getting their heads flushed on a toilet. I've just heard of some crazy ass shit. So imagine yourself in their shoes and then them being forced to just suppress it and move on because no one's going to do anything about it. No one's going to validate their feelings. So they have all that built up trauma in their bodies and it's going to be projected onto their kids unless they decided to heal themselves and a lot of people miss the connection but the generational trauma in Caribbean households and in other foreign households um, specifically within black people come from slavery because during slavery our families were torn apart they were killed in front of our faces we were basically forced to live in survival mode and to not have any type of emotional intelligence because No one gave a fuck about our emotions or anything. So the broken families were passed down from generation, which created more broken families, which created more generational trauma. And the cycle just continued and kept going on. So basically, a lot of them are just completely fucked up. Like literally, they are fucked up. And let's not forget how alcoholism is completely normalized in the Caribbean since we're known to be very big drinkers. So a lot of relatives... Will have serious alcohol problems, which can cause more mental health issues, more angry outbursts, more volatile, unpredictable environments to grow up in. And it's just seen as nothing because alcohol is, is just alcohol and everyone drinks because we're supposed to be drinking. We're Caribbean. And if you still deal with relatives that are not good for your mental health, whether they're emotionally abusive, physically abusive, mentally abusive, verbally which I guess can go under the emotional and mentally abusive it can be really hard living in these environments because you're constantly exposed to your triggers every single day so you may not even realize it but when you're around these relatives you'll start to get anxiety symptoms or stress or tensed up symptoms such as your stomach may be tensing up you may tense up your heart may start racing things like that because of the amount of stress that they put you through that The minute you're exposed to them, you're triggered and your nervous system starts going literally crazy. So what are some things that you can do if you're still living with relatives that trigger you? Well, one thing you can do is try to keep the interaction between you and these relatives or relative to a minimum for as long as you can, because the more these relatives know about you, your business, what you're doing in life, the more jealous they can get of of you, the more they can use against you the more they can say about you, the more things they can throw back in your face and use to insult you or hurt your feelings. And the more they're in your business, basically, the more sometimes they can try to control you and also make very judgmental opinions and statements about your life without really ever even knowing what actually was on in your life and how you feel and the things that you do. They can just see things from the outside and what they know about you and make a completely wrong assumption of you and your character and try to portray you as someone that you're not and you don't need to prove yourself to anyone especially to these people that are only going to see you through the eyes that they want to see you in and these people they never really actually know you so if you have a relative that's constantly lashing out on you and calling you a bunch of different names and saying a bunch of different things about you that's not true that's just because they're projecting onto you how they feel about themselves or, like I mentioned before, they're jealous of you. So I would never take these things personally because a lot of these things are just a reflection of themselves and they just want someone else to be at their level and feel as shitty and as, and bad as they do. So they would rather just project it onto you subconsciously, well not subconsciously, Um, Is this a consciously? I don't know. But either way, they would rather just project it onto you to make themselves feel better. And a lot of what they may say about you is completely not true. So it's important to know yourself so much that you're able to validate your own feelings and not let these outside opinions that are very harsh affect you. Because as long as you know yourself and you know what you're doing, you know your worth, you know how your life is going and you know that you are that bitch and that you are successful and that you're hardworking and confident, then these outside opinions, if they're not true, then it doesn't matter why let it affect you. It's like hearing a rumor about yourself that's not true and you just laugh it off because you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's not true at all. Same thing with this. Like, they can be saying all the things about you, calling you lazy, calling you a bum, calling you selfish, when in reality, that's how they are. So they're just trying to make you the same way or make, make you seem as though you are that way even though you're not. So it's important to just ignore them and journal out your feelings. Talk to a close friend about it and just regulate your emotions on your own time instead of lashing back out because that's just wasted energy. You're making yourself mad because they're mad when you can just not make yourself mad and stay in a calm state while they're the ones that mad then it's like who really won here another thing that you can do is when these relatives are having their crazy outburst when you look at them just imagine the child version of themselves because a lot of them when they're lashing out the way that they do it's literally their inner child coming out that was never able to have that outburst when they were younger because it was suppressed so a lot of them will just come out literally with rage coming at you crazy saying some really hurtful shit and it's just because they have no type of emotional intelligence they're completely emotionally unavailable and do not know how to be nice or how to say things that are not going to hurt someone else's feelings because as a child their feelings were hurt and no one gave a fuck about theirs so why would they give a fuck about yours You can also release your anger through working out. Working out is one of the best ways to alleviate anxiety and stress and to also release some anger because you're placing your thoughts and your focus onto something else that's challenging and it's going to completely distract you from the feelings that you're feeling from when a relative possibly upset you. And it's just a good way to just really turn that anger into something productive because At the gym, you're going to be sweating, you're releasing toxins from the body, you're gaining muscle, losing fat, and just overall becoming better physically and mentally. So working out is very good for anxiety and stress. And lastly, use your pain as purpose and figure out a plan to get yourself out of that environment. Literally, guys, if you don't know your purpose in life, just know that it's your pain. So whatever causes you any type of stress, trauma, and pain... Use that in order to fuel yourself and motivate yourself and figure out something to do with your life. So come up with a plan to move out, to save money, to become more financially literate, to better support yourself so that you are able to move out on your own and so that you can remove yourself from these environments, get therapeutic services, go to therapy, see a psychiatrist if you need a medication, see a dietitian like myself if you want help with managing your anxiety and stress through food and nutrition. There's so many resources that you can utilize today, especially through social media outlets such as TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, where you can learn different ways ways to come up with passive sources of income, which is basically income that you can make in your sleep and other ways that you can um, support yourself to get yourself out of these environments and create a better, more stable, calm environment for yourself to live in. And it's easier said than done, and a lot of it seems impossible, but it's really not impossible. Nothing is impossible. As long as you figure out a plan on how you're going to make it happen, start putting it into fruition, start manifesting, start doing daily affirmations, and start rewiring your brain and subconscious to believe that these things are possible and that it is going to happen to you. And when you start vibrating at that high vibrational state, that, that very positive state, then you're going to attract everything that you want and desire and your dreams and your goals are going to become true. It may just take some time, but it will come true as long as you put in the hard work, pray and be very patient with yourselves and with the universe. So with that being said, this concludes today's episode. I hope you guys benefited from it or learned something or just realized that you are not alone when it comes to how you're feeling living as a first-gen kid in a foreign household. So if you like this episode, please give it a rate and a review and make sure that you are following this podcast on Spotify and Apple and also share this podcast with friends and family members that can relate or relatives that may benefit from learning about mental health. And please make sure you're following me on social media at the Anxiety Free Dietitian. I mainly only use TikTok and Instagram. I post a lot of free nutrition content on there in regards to mental health and anxiety, stress, depression, OCD, adhd things like that and if you want nutrition counseling please also click the link below because i do offer that for anxiety and i've also created a free grocery list for anxiety so next time you go in grocery shopping keep my grocery list in mind and open it up and use that to get groceries in order to help better your gut health which will better your mental health so with that being said thank you guys for listening and tune in for episode four okay bye